Welcome to Not Scissorcast, episode 134 of this is Try Podcast, where we talk about video games and not Rosie O'Donnell scissoring someone else because Slunks is pervert. Amazons. Um, if you're hearing this and you're wondering why it's 134 and 133, it's because 133, uh, I'm actually staring at the sound file right now and I'm still editing it, even though it's Saturday already. Um, and I hate technology, and technology hates me, and so it's not ready yet, but it'll be ready soon. I'm sorry, our sound files got messed up. It's all your fault, audience, for not uh, making it not mess up, and so yeah. it's all your fault. Yeah. 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 We don't. We didn't do trial bites this week. Al, what are you playing? Um, I play some Ninja Gaiden DS. Mm. One chapter six. Mm. I played some Xbox Live stuff on mm. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, let's see, I played some Poker Smash. Mm. I played some uh, uh um, Shooters. No. Oh, uh, because it went No, no, no. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I know what, what you meant. I, I know what you meant. I know, <laughs> I know. But it's like kids on the playground. Pew pew. <clears throat> I don't know what you meant. Could you explain? Anyway. Uh <laughs> I played Poker Smash, I know that much. And I know that much. Yeah, I can't think of what else I was playing for some odd reason, but awesome. Um, that's cool and all. I I did um say just as like a stupid freak comment on uh, what was that Sunday or Monday? Probably Sunday, maybe Monday, probably Sunday. That I um I wanted to buy Vex, you know, the game that I worked on for a claim that I was always talking about during the podcast. Sex mm-hmm. and um. So I bought that off of eBay for three dollars. Awesome. And um, it came on Employee's Friday. discount. So I played that for a little bit, just kind of getting those really, you know, squeamy memories, where you're like, just "Oh man, I remember this." <laughs> uh, Before you go on, just for shits and giggles, how much was it on Amazon? Like forty six? I don't know. I wasn't <laughs> really searching for it. I just said, "Oh look, it's three dollars on eBay. Let me." Because I think it. I. I think I looked for it, and I was just like, dude, it's a good thing you're getting on eBay because it's 46 on Amazon, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll hunt for it while you talk. So uh, really, really early this morning, I had decided to play uh, Stalker, Shadow of Chernobyl. Ooh. And so I played mm-hmm. that for like uh, an hour or something. And <clears throat> that game is cool, but it's like scary. Because it's all like, you know, post-nuclear apocalypse and uh, there are anomalies just like f- flying around everywhere and whatnot. And if you don't have a rad suit, which you don't, of course, in the beginning, um, then you uh, you tend to, you know, either die or take damage or some shit. And there's this one part in the beginning of the game where you actually have to go through an anomaly and you have to time yourself because the anomaly goes through the cavern at a regular interval. Hmm. So you have to, like, run in between 
the uh, different like lightning electric shocky areas and whatnot. The first time I did it, it hit me, and it hit me like it was coming up on the ground behind me, and I noticed it or something, and so I got shot. And it just I completely jumped out of my seat, and then um, <laughs> it kept shocking me. I'm like, why is it shocking me? And I was looking around, and I didn't see anything, and I died. So then the second awesome. time I did it, and I actually like kind of looked both ways. I looked kind of uh, saddling the wall. And then I made it through. But the game is fun and all. The only problem that I have with it is that when you walk, your head bobs in the game. So your, right. your point of view kind of sways when you walk. Constant head bobbing? Yeah. What's this, what's this have to do with poker? I didn't say anything about poker smash. He's, he's talking about sh- stalker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not, not poker, shadow of uh, two pairs. Colossus? Ah, Shadow Colossus. Um, yeah. yeah, so that kind of makes me sick. The uh, the, the head, the swaying. Yeah, especially with the sixty frames per second. Oh. Is it like that severe of a head bob? Well, think about it like Dude, this. Like constantly rocking down the street as a boombox on his shoulders. Something like that, because the guy basically, uh, your your character when you walk, the the actual POV tilts left and right, left and right, left and right. And if you run, huh. it kind of stays straight. But right. uh, you can't really run that much because you make noise. And if you don't want to alert people, you don't want to make noise. So you got to run. But if you walk, you walk really slowly. So it's kind of like really weird. But it's like, it's post-apocalyptic, right? Yeah, and? Okay. Okay, uh, so... No, just, I was just asking. Uh, just asking. I was not have to do anything. Your face. I was gonna say that. Then who are you sprinting by? But oh, well, I'm I'm sprinting by. Um, not even by. I'm sprinting toward. <coughs> you know, Farmans. bandits and military guys. All right, we're post-apocalyptic bandits. Mutated Arr! animals. We're mutated dogs. Yeah, basically, it's like dogs running around and Great. big ass wild boars, and they run right into the anomalies and die. I don't understand that too much. Well, I have an announcement to make. What's that? Okay. That would okay, almost going. be as funny as a fart. Did you hear that? The boat is leaving in the morning. A boat is leaving in the morning? What? This is terrible. Yeah. Your face <laughs> is terrible. So, Stalker, like, now that you've actually played it, uh, you know, how people have said, oh, it's kind of like Oblivion with guns. Does that kind of hold true? Yeah. Or is it, does it give off that same vibe of, like, big fat world, I'm not going to tell you what to do, go do it. Go do it yourself. Well, technically, they do tell you what to do. Essentially, it's kind of like, um, yeah, Oblivion, I was going to say it's kind of like Morrowind, where you're, the whole premise of the story is that you're this guy uh, who has a really fuzzy memory and the only uh, thing that was basically the only bit of information that was on his person was on his PDA and it was a message that said kill Straylock. Right. And so when you come to because you get rescued from some place and like everybody else around is dead but <clears throat> you're you're alive and this guy grabs you and takes you to this guy. They're and... dead. They're all dead. <laughs> They're, They're dead. dead. They're, They're all, all dead. dead. All right. So, <laughs> um, so he takes you to uh, this guy they call the traitor, 
T R A D E R. Okay. And he revives you, and then he makes you work for him because he, he revives you. you. You know, he brings you back because you were like no, close it, to death. It so- no, it sounded like you said he revives you. Oh no, no, he says why it's on your grave. He revives you. Um. So you first run around and like you do one quest, and after you do that one quest, then you come back. And then you get like six optional quests and one, you know, story driven quest. So you can run around and do the optional quests if you want, or you can just start doing the uh, story driven quests and probably go through the story that way. But you don't like gain any levels or anything like that. Oh, weird. Okay. So, by, by, mm-hmm. by the way, when I said uh, duh, I'm not going to tell you what to do, I meant in terms of like a regular first person shooter is just like follow the arrow, or it's a guided experience like Half Life. Yeah, as the... opposed to like, as opposed to like, here's a bunch of shit, you know, that with that that quest that you can do, but uh, you know, you kind of figure it out yourself. Bye, you know like that. Far Cry Two. Yeah, yeah. The side quests are like that, where it they tell you where it is, and then they tell you, you know, in real terms what the situation is. Like, oh, this place is overrun by mutants, and we got some tourists coming in in like a few days. It'd be nice if you could clear it out before they come. Tourists and uh, that—that's actually a real quest. And uh, that is a, a great excuse. <laughs> yeah, we and, gotta clean up the dead parrot mutant bodies because tourists don't want to see that. Yeah, if you could go, come in on Sunday it. and you know kill mutants, that'd be great. Thanks. So um, you, but the thing is, you go there and they have a marker there that tells you what it is. But when you get there, like nothing's there so I, I don't understand it too much either that or I'm just kind of trying not to run into the big ass anomaly that's in the middle of the, the field so I don't die and then all of a sudden blah um I no 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 blah it's just more like it's just you just literally nothing's there and you're like what the fuck but you get a rad sensor oh okay it, it, the anomalies are basically like uh clouds of radiation and things like that and so you get this like either clicking sound or you get a beeping sound and it goes it goes faster and faster faster the closer you get to it aliens versus predator blah what the fuck oh god don't even remind me (laughs) Uh, but they do give you an arrow of where to go for your main story quest now um Back to something that you said earlier, unless you're still going on Stalker. Um, uh, I'm going I want to ask it. you what you thought about Ninja Gaiden, uh, Stylus Sword. It's natural. I mean, it's, there's nothing that I can say negative about it besides, um, I guess it's... This game sucks because it's hard. No, the game's easy right now because it's on normal mode. Yeah. I mean, no. it really takes like half a brain to play this game right now. Um, <laughs> but... I, I try and do my alternate uh, ultimate techniques, right. and uh, a lot of times I'm trying to do the alternate technique, but he's slashing left and right, and that that kind of gets on my nerves. Oh, okay. That's the only thing. I mean, I I really do enjoy the the like doing the three hit combos and then going up to somebody else and doing the uh, Izuna drop and jumping up which, in the air which, and doing the multi flying swallow. Which ultimate techniques are giving you trouble, or at least is like which like what are the motions for those for the ones you that you're trying scribble. to do? Oh, you're just scribbling. Yeah, and it, when you scribble, it either translates into I'm slashing multiple times or I'm charging up a uh, uh, ultimate technique. 
Because a lot of times I'll go like do a three hit combo and jump and do like another combo or something like that. And then the orbs will come out. I'll stop for a second and then I'll scribble. And pretty much 90% of the time it works. And the other 10%, he's like, huh, 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 huh. Okay. I'm like, I'm no, trying that's to... not what I want to do. Yeah, I had to ask because I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I played that game, so I'm like, I'm trying to think if I had the same problem or if I figured out a way to circumvent. I really can't remember at this point. That makes me, you make me want to play it again, though, so, so that, is, that is a benefit. So mm. I think I'll go play it again. Back. Backlog what? No. Oh, Sorry. did I mention that? Yeah, I did. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, last week. Yes, sir. Xenogas. What'd you think about it? Yeah, it was a little convoluted. Since I but it. it was a good game. A little convoluted. <laughs> you know, they throw all these like crazy ass psychological terms and technological terms that I could understand, but the it, it was just like, okay, um It's made out how of people. About we understand the point and just get to it. Right. Yeah, it's so Japanese. Hmm? Was there at least one cutscene? What do you mean? During the end of Xenogears, was there one cutscene? Most of the end of like, Xenogears was a cutscene. <laughs> I figured that, but it that was, was you know to be a funny joke. But I'm I just can't work with anything today. I'm eating a peanut butter sandwich. I'm the most plain guy in the world right but now. But wait, you you gotta understand that most of the game there aren't is any cutscenes. Cut yeah. Oh yeah. Nah, it, oh, it's okay. only a cutscene. It's like, a terrible joke though. Yeah, dude, it it's it's you just reminded me. It's really funny because I remember playing that game and like. There is like uh like you get introduced to 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 Faye and then like, um, I I can't remember but you you get into the first town and like you're you're, you're talking to what Seaton uh, and all all that shit right, mm -hmm. barely a cutscene after the intro yep. and then all of a sudden like um, you're in the woods and oh, no 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 you're in the desert or something happened and then like, something like crashes or like something attacks and then like I don't know what happens but the result is that there's there's a cutscene that is exactly like five or six seconds long of Faye and Seaton just kind of standing there in the sand and then, and then Seaton looking around and going that's it? And then that's the whole cutscene. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that one Al. That was like way in the beginning. Yeah, a long time ago. Um, I don't really remember that but they they do have like the cutscenes are really weird. It, it'll be like a cutscene of something to be like three seconds long. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like, he's like, he turns around, that's it? And then the cutscene ends, and I'm like, that's it? Right. And, and yeah, you think, why couldn't he just it was like, do that? Metal Gear or thing. something. What? <laughs> I thought it was like Metal Gear or something, where it's just, here's a 45-minute cutscene. Done oh, with that, no. here's a, an hour-long one. That's, that's Final Fantasy. No, Xenogears is weird like that, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Xenogears was basically like a lot of text-driven stuff, especially in Disc 2, it was mostly narrative, and then there'd be a boss fight, and then it'd be narrative, and then there'd be a dungeon, and then it'd be narrative, and the narrative would be about, you know, five to ten minutes, and the only time that you could save is between chapters, so you had to dedicate yourself, like, an hour to play the oh game, just God. to make sure that, right. well, at least I had to, you can make it. just so oh, that, and, and, you know, sorry, I had to go, going. like, I had to play between, in my lunch breaks and whatnot, so I didn't want to be, like, at a part where I was trying to do something, and then I had to stop. Right, yeah. And and slunked the whole uh, narrative part is mm -hmm. main characters sitting in a chair over a black background just talking. It's not like you get to see things happen. Well, there's... Well, you can't, you can. You, you do sometimes. You do see imagery, but most of it's just like, I'm sitting in a chair, you're reading text. Here, go fight a boss. Go do something. And it's like, what? 
Huh. Okay. Yeah, the so, reason but, why they do that is because the events that take place in disc two happen over such a long period of time, and it's yeah. weird that they would uh, condense it all like that. Uh, but I'm glad I didn't have to play through it. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I heard, what I heard was that it, it's because the budget ran short, and so they had to find a way to do it quick. Ah, yeah. So that would do it. Slunka. Bah. Why you pray? I play peanut butter. Peanut butter. J- I'm not gonna start that. It's a great. It's a great game. Um, you been playing peanut butter around the edges though. It's like three out of five. You been it playing peanut butter all week. Yep. Mm. I'm one constipated person then. <laughs> um, <laughs> a constipation appears. Uh, really, just two games here. Um, I just got done reviewing Mirror's Edge. Oh god, a peanut butter in my mouth. <laughs> ah, Alan Burr. I can't talk with this in here. Alan Burr. Nom nom. Um, giantbomb.com slash profile slash slunks. I'm going to steal your review now. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, okay, sorry. I was trying to swallow whatever the heck's in my mouth. That's what she said. Sorry. Yep, yep, yep. Set you up for that one. Um, Really interesting game. Uh, Kind of fun to review. It's just like one of those games that is, is kind of half-witted on its gameplay. Uh, terrible storyline, and uh, but really original. <laughs> so you have to kind of give it a thumbs up for just the, you know, effort. The, the fact that it tried some, yeah, innovation and 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 originality. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's done by Dice, <laughs> which is weird because uh, it's not Battlefield. Um, okay. But yeah, I busted my ass on the review. Uh. Six paragraph review and um, a 12-minute long video review is up on Giant Bomb right now. Oh, you did a video review, uh, Looks all nice. Too? Huh? You did a video review, too? Yeah. Oh, cool. So that was uh, that was the reason I was up till about 5.30 a.m. this morning. And then I woke up and then, then went to post it and got it all nice and neat and looks great, actually. Uh and then uh, I posted it, and apparently Giant Bomb thinks I clicked five out of five rather than three out of five ha or something. Ha. And the review is sitting there right now with uh, here's edges. We will post it as we will post it as a three out of five. Yeah, yeah, and uh, thank God for that because the game is definitely not a five out of five, um, but it's it still has its moments. Uh, that's you know, remotely enjoyable, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just funny because I took so much time doing everything, and then took so much time formatting it on the website, and then one little mistake like that, and Giant Bomb doesn't allow you to edit or remove your reviews, uh, which is pretty pretty crappy in my opinion. We call that the Kenny uh, Lynch provision. Yeah, <laughs> I guess or something. And um, you know, Mirror's Edge is kind of lame. It's just lame. You're fired. <laughs> You're wrong. Um, what else? Oh, and then I guess uh, Warhammer. Yeah. Warhammer. That that game still. Warhammer uh, MMO or Warhammer RTS? MMO. Okay, just wondering. Um, we have an interesting with... uh, story about MMOs later coming up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can't wait. Um, but yeah, I got. 
so many people sucked into Warhammer now. Um, playing with James, uh, Jimbo, and um, another uh, lackey, uh, Jim. Dende. Along with yeah, along with a uh, another huge cast of people. Like I, I realized how many people I've gotten into Warhammer over the last month, or like to resubscribe. It's just, it's really so. It's, it's doing really cool. well. It's doing That's well. Why nobody's on yeah. Xbox Live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's really. Ah oh man, that game. I I feel bad for it in a way, but not at all because it's sitting around three hundred thousand subscribers right now, which That's, is not bad. Okay. At all. That's it, what I was gonna ask. Is, yeah. Yeah, it's great enough. Something <clears throat> just fell in my house. Uh, is it a wasp? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna cover my bottle. Oh. What? Bunch of wasps coming out of a. Beer can nest. Speaking of wasps and uh, and falling into beer cans and Pete, uh, he has, I believe, his last email said his move to Boston either was in play or was successful, so he should be back soon. Yeah, yeah. I believe so, it's in play. He should be okay. moving tomorrow, not tomorrow, Monday or something like that. Okay, and then he already has internet and everything set up, so he might be back as soon as uh, next week. So give him a warm, uh, you suck, Pete. Welcome. And stuff like that. Okay, keep going, Slunks. You just reminded me of that, sir. <laughs> uh, he's probably driving down the road, just going, two L's, two C's, two L's, two C's. <laughs> like, bobbing his head. Bobbing his head and shoulder. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that, that game is... is uh, I can't get over how well-crafted it is, just if you compare it to... Um, other MMOs at their time, mm-hmm. uh, like a year in, which is about what Warhammer is about. I think that's what's about to hit. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I woke up uh, one morning the other day and our ca- I I camped out the night before in our capital city, and when I logged in, it was logging me in outside of it, and I was like, oh no, oh no, and I logged in, and our capital city was under attack oh, by shit. the other side. And that that shit is crazy because to get to our capital city, you have to capture like four zones before it, um, and it's it's really hard to do that. And so they're in our city. Unfortunately, I couldn't do anything because uh, you have to be over level thirty to defend it. And the reason why is uh, because the people who are in there defending uh, pretty much are the balance of uh, is is our city going to be taken over kind of thing? So they don't want, like, level fives in there getting killed, um, which is all fair. So, But, yeah, it's, it was a pretty scary moment. So waiting for us to destruction side to take over their city one day. It would be a great great thing to do. It's just really, 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 really hard. So how really. come they're doing it to you? Um, They're a little bit <clears throat> better numbered in Tier 4, which is the last... Which is like level thirty through forty, um, so we, they have a little bit more numbers in there. We actually invaded their city like the week before, so it's kind of like we're trading off. So we're pretty much evenly numbered, um, but yeah, we need to get some higher level players before I think we actually do it. So that shit is hard. That's never mind. I'm not gonna go yep. there. Yeah, and that's that's really about it. Mirror's Edge, check it out. And uh, Warhammer, say goodbye to your life. <coughs> I feel like Mirror's Edge was ten bucks. So, uh, I think we said it was ten bucks like a couple of weeks ago, right, Al? I don't know where. Somebody said in Target. 
Yeah, that was me. That was you. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine picked it up for me in Target, or at Target for ten bucks. Is it is it like just kind of Target like reducing the price, or was it like for uh, that one week? I'm not sure. I, I completely think, like. I have no idea. It might have been because I think I had mentioned that it was ten dollars, and I wish I, I could have gotten it. Right. Might have been like a weekend sale. Mm, I think they don't have weekend sales, at least. Not. Or whatever we were saying, yeah. Because you said, I think that was it to a, like, a multiple choice. <laughs> it was confusing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's as I kind of said in my review, like, I don't recommend, uh, I kind of hate recommending, like, this game is worth this much, because I, I sound like a jackass when I say that. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it definitely wasn't a full price game when it came out. But whatever it, whatever you can find it at now is is definitely worth it. So, right, okay. and print, huh? Anyway, nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's it for me. <laughs> and print, explain. And cut. I don't know. I was saying like a, like the end of my review, pretty much. <laughs> and, huh? Oh, I see. Yes, I see. Right. Click the print button. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, I haven't been playing anything new, Dokapon Kingdom. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> I, that, that's pretty much been my life for the last week. That and like struggling yeah. with the sound files, so I haven't done anything. Thumbs uh, up, thumbs down, really quick. Uh, middle, middle thumb. Yeah, I'd pro- probably I, I'm probably deserves. gonna end up giving it like between a six and a seven because it's fun, gotcha. but they're they're it, it, I don't know. It's limited. <laughs> it's mono- it's monopoly in a on on, on in an RPG <laughs> setting. I, so. I played the Wii version. It was uh pretty fun, but st- stupid simple. So yeah, it's like I said, it's monopoly in a RPG setting. Right. It's not even an RPG, so I mean that that's and that's the thing you got to think about it as a game, as a board game, as opposed to an RPG. Right. So what's all right. the RPG equivalent of Boardwalk? Uh, uh, pier or or dock or 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 the moat? I don't know. We have no bail bags, so we're on to the news. Uh, industry news. Okay, so... I just first, wanted you to do that for the rest of the podcast. Uh, uh, and that's our mailbag, folks. Um, so the Xbox 360 has surpassed 30 million globally by this point. Um, this is... Uh, Microsoft tooting its horn, saying that, uh, let's see, 30 million globally and 20 million active users. Um, let me see here if they define what active means. Um, no, they don't. I'm going to assume, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that active users means somebody who has spent a per- certain percentage of, of their time uh, on Xbox Live with other people or downloading content or what have you. Because, you know, like when you turn on your Xbox uh, and the... What was it? Was it PlayStation that was saying, like, you know, oh, we have X amount of subscribers and that was really just people who signed up 
and didn't even use it. Yeah, I think it was that Not... because is you know you got to pay for Xbox Live, so I think that the it's more justifiable that people would have PSN accounts and just like not use them. Yeah. Right. Not sure. I mean, Nintendo wouldn't say that. So. Yeah, because they well, don't really have. A... They don't even have any. <laughs> they don't care. Um, but it, a lot of it it says here has to do with um, you know, the the digital uh downloads of videos and stuff like that. And there's a lot of there's a lot of buying going on. So uh, let me see if there are any other interesting factoids out here. Um, let's see. It says in the U.S. alone. People have dropped $14.5 billion on 360 products, <laughs> probably counting replacements. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it looks like the tie ratio is 8.3 games per unit, which is – that's pretty impressive. I thought it was at 6. Like, last month I saw, yeah. I saw the numbers. I thought it was at 6. Hmm. Um, $5.9 billion in sales of third-party games. Hear that, Nintendo? <clears throat> oh, wait. That's right. Activision, Guitar Hero. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Um Let's see. So it's it, it. The last paragraph says thirty million Xbox 360s doesn't even come close to the Wii's global install base of fifty million. Um, but see, that's still pretty impressive because I wanna. I'm gonna take a look at the original Xbox's uh, sales in a second. Probably Xbox. Wait, was it like who said about like it's not the same as the Wii's or like it's not fifty million? Why not? They said while well, Microsoft's thirty million uh, Xbox 360s doesn't even come it, close. But the 360 doesn't have the Japanese market. No, they don't. No, oh. I mean, I mean that's the whole. I think that's that. You know, regardless. That's why it's impressive. Yeah, it's part of the. It's part of the point is okay. that is that one I of the. I thought they were we- being jackasses. No, 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 <laughs> no. This isn't Kotaku. So. Okay. <laughs> technically, I mean, right. the 30 million is not really its install base because they may have sold 30 million units worldwide. Oh, a lot is it, of wait, them wait, wait. were resales. A lot of them were what? Resales. Like people complain, oh, this is my fourth Xbox that I bought. Oh, that's yep. a good point. That's a good point. That, that that's also a good point. Um it's impressive nonetheless. I'm looking at at Wikipedia, I'm looking at the original Xbox and um let's see. So it launched in November of two thousand one, right? And then through its four and a half year lifespan, it sold uh twenty four million Globally, I think if this number is correct, twenty-four million. Um, and this is oh, when three sixty come out. Two thousand five. We're in two thousand three and a half years. So, so basically, yeah, it's doing much, much better. And the question is, is it making the money? Well, they went into the know. black like once. That's true. They did yeah. once. So yes. I guess I think it's they're making something. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've heard that it, it eventually turned its its peak of losing money a long time ago, like per sale and stuff. So, I yeah, I think I think they're at the point where they've got such a such a mind share that it's like, right. I don't think I think this is a good healthy momentum for them. I think they're going to keep on going because like, and, and the reason why I bring that up is because you know a couple of weeks ago or or maybe it was last week I can't remember you know that story out about Sony's going like oh, PlayStation Three will be dominate. In ten years, yeah. <laughs> and it's I like I remember that story now. Yeah, it's like, will it really? Maybe, maybe not. But you know, by that point, either Microsoft will have moved on to something bigger and better, or the 360 will still be healthy. Because I mean, yeah, Sony's fu- still losing money yeah. per console, right? And not only that, but the funny thing is that with all the red rings and all that shit, mm-hmm. like people are still buying it. Yeah, you'd think that you know it would. It, it, I guess maybe a year and a half to two years ago, people were complaining, but now that they fixed it, um, I, I think they fixed it. Knock on wood. Yeah, 
you know. But now they fixed it, and it's already not completely mind share. Well, yeah. it's a lot better than what it used to be. What I'm saying is, new units going forward, yeah, are probably okay. Um, and knock on wood, again, my unit is from June of '06, so we'll see what happens with that thing. The disk drive is still fucked up. Yeah. Um, but you could always, if you wanted to drop a hundred dollars, fix that. That's true. I'm feeling like I should just go for the hard drive too, and so I might as well like try to trade it in. <laughs> ah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but more industry news. Uh, speaking of this, speaking of this current cycle of hardware, uh, this this news piece is titled "Analyst says EA has missed the current hardware cycle." Which is oh. kind of interesting. Like, I know that EA's uh, execs before has one, once said that they missed the boat on the Wii. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And uh, I think it's because they said they're like, "Oh yeah, all we did was you know put out ports of of existing stuff and all that stuff." But do you know the funniest thing with EA is that that kind of was their bread and butter, like putting out shit that people gobbled up for no good reason. Yeah. And it says it right here, like. After all this stuff about, like, oh, yeah, the earnings are disappointing quarter after quarter. Um, they missed the hardware cycle. And then it's like, well, this is coming during a time where they're actually trying to not be jerks. And they're trying to put out cool stuff like Mirror's Edge, which Slunks just talked about, or Dead Space. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, for me, as, as someone who, who was, like, you know, a, a, a vicious, like, EA hater in the back in the day – you know this turnaround that they're you know that they've uh, executed was really cool for me. Like I really appreciated that, but then it bites them in the ass financially. And that what does that kind of say about where games are you know heading financially in the future? Like don't even bother. I mean this is the same thing as Mad it, World. I think it speaks for the uh, yeah it speaks for the consumer a lot. And it's the it's, average consumer. Yeah. It's sad. I think it's sad. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I don't want to see. Sequels and sequels and sequels and sequels. I want to see more games like Mirror's Edge and, and stuff. It's it's refreshing. <laughs> Dear God, I'd probably drive my, I'd probably go insane if I'm playing uh, Marvel Nemesis Three. Like, <laughs> I, I looked at my shelf for like an example, and I realized how many examples I could probably come up with just because of Activision. <laughs> oh God, yeah. let's yeah. not go yeah. with Activision. Yeah, so... Uh, uh. Well, let me read this paragraph. This, the, uh, most of the news we got today was from 1UP, for anyone who's listening out there, because I, I did a really bad rush job, and I just went to one site. But um, it says, It's also a surprising assessment for what has historically been the juggernaut third-party publisher of the industry, but it's also interesting that this downturn in EA's valuation premium has occurred during a time when the publisher has actively attempted to focus on less on safe sequels and franchises and more on creating original games. And despite the setback in sales, EA has promised they'll continue taking more risks in 2009. Quote, we can take risks because we are pretty sure our blockbusters are going to generate good revenue that allow us some cushion. So we're not living hand to mouth. And I guess they're basically saying, look, we've got Madden. That's all you need to know. Well, they also have The Sims 3. And The Sims 3. And I think they're putting out like a Sims on iPhone that's apparently pretty impressive. Yeah. And The World. Huh? Pretty sure they own the world too. But they no, don't. Activision. Activision now owns the world. Yeah. They, they, oh, Activision, yeah. they sadly. They with Blizzard. Yeah, and that <laughs> makes right. me cry the inside. Vendi Religion. Um, Vendi Religion. 
this uh, other paragraph here is uh, of note as well, the uh, one about the numbers, the sales numbers. Yeah. Uh, Cohen's research report, however, warns that only 36.5% of sales in the next fiscal year are expected to come from unlicensed titles. The report even pegs specific sales estimates for select EA titles with The Sims 3 at 1.5 million, Army of Two 40th Day at 1.3 million. Stop right there. Why don't we just throw in numbers? Army of Two, the 46th day of the 77th parallel with five guns. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Battlefield Bad Company 2 at 1.1 million and Mass Effect 2 at 1.1 million. Compare this with oh. the expectations of their upcoming original titles with Dragon Age Origins at 2.1 million. Whoa! Dragon Age Ooh, Origins a... at 2.1 million. That's like How are they estimating that? How are they estimating that? That's really... Uh, it is Bioware. I, yeah, but so is <laughs> so Mass Effect 2. a lot of people buy... Yeah. So is well, Mass, Mass Effect 2. 1.1. Uh, oh, no way. That'll be that, that, flip those numbers around and that's probably more accurate. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'd think, you know. It's same yeah. here. And Dante's in front of 0.8 million, Saboteur at 0.63 million and Brutal Legend at 0.4 million. Brutal Legend, I cannot wait for that game. I don't even know if Dante's in front of Oh, God, oh well, your phone. Every Turn time every podcast I, I did, it's done. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if um Dante's Inferno will even get to 0.8 million. I feel like that's just going to come out and nobody's going to... It's just going to be way overlooked for really even no, for no matter what, what it is. So I'm Even if it's bad or good. I've been hearing about it and I'm just kind of like, who... Yeah, I'm not... I have no idea what the game's even about past, you know... It's supposed it's, to be very loosely lore. based on the... Or inspired by the novel, but it's like you can't turn... Right. Not the no, I shouldn't say the novel. I should say the literary work. Uh... But you, I don't know how you base something like that on. You turn something like that into an action game. It's more, I don't know. Whatever. I read it a long time ago. Imagery in the world, and then just like throw a fictional yeah. story on top of it. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, I had read on Kotaku just like as a quick glance because I didn't want to get into it. It was really late last mm. night or this morning, however you want to say it. Uh, somebody wants to translate Walden into a video game. Walden? Yes, the 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 book about the forest. With uh, uh I think it's uh Thoreau. How... Yeah, but how how I do don't they know. do that? I that... don't know. It maybe make it like Fable or something, or a non-game, or uh, a sim. But I I would I think they said you know what now I'm inspired. I have to find out what kind of game. I think they actually said what kind of game they wanted to make it as. Uh. Hmm. Let's see. EA yeah, can't have I have no idea what that's about. Books into video games. Tracy Fullerton wants to turn Henry David Thoreau's classic into one two. Uh, let's see. Dante Inferno. I mean, if they can. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. If they can pull this off and make it faithful to the work, I respect that. Because, you know, as, as, as one of those crazy hippies out there who's like, video games are art. They're art. Blah, blah, blah. Why not? True. But the reason the reason why I laugh at Dante's Inferno is because they're not. They're basically saying, here is the book, here is the inspiration from it, and we're going to turn it into a Devil May Cry game. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks. 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 I got, I like, got some info. Should here. be a dating sim. And, and maybe <laughs> not a video game as we know it, but one of those non-games, but it's still interactive. Yeah, I think it That's might okay. be something like that. Here, here's uh, some info in the game from uh, Tracy Fulton. Okay. Uh, she says... We were attempting to recreate the tenets of the philosophy. Within the mechanics of the game, we want to have the player reenact the experiment of living that the road took when took on when he went to live at Walden Pond. 
The game will also recreate. Uh, this is uh, outside of the quote. The game will also recreate the events that occurred while Thoreau was there. And then they have an excerpt from the book, which I don't want to read. Uh, the game is early. Worked on it with a small team <clears throat> on and off for about a year, and has no idea of when it will come out. I could, re- you know what? Y- reading that back to me, I, I-, I could kind of respect what they're trying to do there. I, I-, I actually can. Mm-hmm. Like Harvest Moon, yeah, springs to mind. Game. Okay, you- you're not, you know, going out there and you know, comboing them and using, you know, the 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 swallow swipe shit and X X X Y X blood blood decapitation. <laughs> you're farming, but it's still a game. And- you know, if they, if they, and that's what I'm saying. If they take the right approach to it, because I mean, look, you're turning a book into a game. It's kind of already halfway hopeless that you're actually going to capture the 18 to 34 bloodlusting males. Okay, so you might as well do it the right way. Yeah, I got. Instead it. of turning it into a football game, <laughs> football in the woods. Football in the woods. <laughs> um, they say <clears throat> one more thing that's important that that is really chiming with what you were just saying. One of the chief challenges developers face, she said, is of player expectation. Gamers expect a reward-based gameplay system. Do this to unlock that. But such material gain, or even simulated material gain, is contrary to Thoreau's experience at Walden, mm, and certainly contradictory to what the writer hoped to achieve during his sojourn from society. And as she says, we need to break game players' expectations. I like that. Mm-hmm. I do. I like that. Um, last industry topic for uh, for the day, and this makes me happy. Electronic Gaming Monthly... Coming back. Oh. Um, if anybody remembers EGM from like the old, old days, it wasn't owned by Ziff Davis. It was actually owned by Harris Publishing. Um, and the founder, Steve Harris, went to Ziff Davis, and they discussed a, an agreement where, whereupon he gets the rights to the magazine's brand name. And so, I mean, that doesn't necessarily by itself mean that he will actually publish it. That just means he owns the name. But, like, what else are you going to do when you, ha- when you have the name, right? Right. And so, I mean, James Milkey had a picture on his blog of him talking with Steve Harris, and, like, Steve Harris's face was all in, like, the shadows and everything. And he was like, I'm not going to tell you who this guy is. Wait a couple of months. Um, and then now he was just like, that was Steve Harris, and this is what <laughs> happened. We discussed EGM. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah, but let me let me just uh, let me actually just this is a really short uh, piece by Ray by Ray Barnholt on one up. It's what he says. Um, EGM founder Steve Harris uh, has announced to the world that he has made an agreement with Ziff Davis Media to reacquire certain assets, including trademarks and publishing rights related to the EGM brand and operating under the name EGM Media LLC. Although both print and online-based publication is mentioned in the website's press release, it's not a hundred percent clear whether EGM would be brought back as a magazine, a website. Or both. There is, however, a note that much more information will be revealed during E3 next week and beyond. Um, UGO Entertainment and Harris Corporation acquired OneUp.com from Ziff Davis Media in January, but is not interested in the EGM property. Ziff Davis decided to cease publication of EGM at the same time. Any other party could have stepped up and acquired the rights, but it was the man who originally created it to be the one to get it back. I think that's pretty cool in a, in a, in a sort of like fate kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Milky says something to the effect of. Um, there's a possibility that you know Harris could publish the the, the quote unquote lost issue of EGM, even though it would cost a lot of money. So he's not sure if that's going to happen. But that was the issue with Street Fighter Four on the cover, um, and the cover right. looks really cool. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. Like there's a photo of it. But um, he says that EGM is planning on launching again later this year. So I'm going to guess maybe I'm going to have a wild guess and say September. Um, so, 
We'll see. And cool. like apparently he he PM James Milky. He was just like, "This is Steve Harris. I'm sending you a private message. I'd like to meet." And he was just like, "This has got to be a joke." But then they met, and it's like, "Oh, it's actually it actually is Steve Harris." So, and for the record, Milky joined after, uh, I believe I could be wrong, but I believe he joined after EGM became Ziff Davis. So he never really met Steve Harris before. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a first meeting. Anyway. Uh, that's it for the industry news. And now more uh, onto games and announcements. Um, and the reason why I put this on first is because our very own Gay Tony is not on the podcast for a while. <laughs> has not been for a while because his computer is battling syphilis. Uh, Rockstar Grand Theft Auto. Rockstar announces Grand Theft Auto. The ballad of Gay Tony. Oh, fuck Sony. Oh. This will be available on both Xbox Live and a retail disc. Um, I know... Uh, I need to ask, Slice, did you, did you or do you play GTA 4? Because I think I think we don't play it. Like, Al doesn't have it, I don't have it. And Right. I got about a little less than halfway through it. Pretty far into the game, uh, I, I guess you could say, compared to a lot of other people. Um, but uh, I didn't get to the point where to the point where I know who Gay Tony is, I, I think. <laughs> um, but I was talking with James about it, and supposedly... <laughs> That's the guy who uh, you have a mission to ride him around on a pink scooter, <laughs> and when you pick him up, he has a pink helmet, and he talks, you know, in a very flamboyantly uh, and stuff. So I can't wait to play a game that revolves around a character like that. It's like it's like the uh, <clears throat> kind of reminds me of the, the the two flamboyant gay guys from God Hand. Al should probably know who I'm talking about. The ones with the feathers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I think I think I look at this, and I look at the way they had the logo. It's all sparkling. It's a rainbow, and it says "Gay Tony" there. And I feel like, I feel like one, it, it, two conflicting feelings. A, Rockstar is basically just saying, you know what, we could do whatever the fuck we want, and like, you know, maybe we'll get in trouble for it, maybe we won't, but we're gonna do right. it. And this is a traditional Rockstar, give me attention yeah. type of thing. The other side of me says, are we really still that kind of society where saying gay Tony really bothers people that much? And it's like, I kind of, I don't know. Austin's going to explode. No, no, I'm not. But it's like, I, I just, I just kind of, I, I kind of wish that we were past the point where when Rockstar does something like this, we don't have to say, oh, they just want to get attention because us saying, oh, this is a ploy for them to get attention is basically saying that, wow, saying gay is going to be so, oh my god, controversial. And like, it, I think at this point, it, it, this is 2009, We kinda, it kind of shouldn't be a controversy. Right. For no, I'm with you on that. So. Someone will always make it one. That's true. This is true. Um, but uh, funny how we mentioned nothing about the actual game itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yep. I don't play it. But and anyway. you actually don't actually you actually don't actually you actually do not play as Gay Tony as they say here. You play as Luis Lopez, a part-time hoodlum and full-time assistant to legendary nightclub impresario Tony Prince, better known as Gay Tony. Dun dun dun, fuck Sony. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I you know I'm particularly interested to to hear what people have to say about this topic and not not and I know it's veering off of games only. And more into just you know society in general, but I mean, there's this, and then there's there's stuff like God Hand, like you guys are saying, and then there's people you know laughing about Ash from Streets of Rage Three, who they had to censor, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then there was a whole thing about Fear Effect. They're making a big, big, big deal about the fact that the main character was a lesbian. Okay, 
And it's like, well, though that, okay, that's slightly different. That's slightly different because they just want to titillate guys. All right, so maybe not that. But, you know, things like that, it's just, yeah, I want to get people's opinions on, on this and, like, how, just kind of how it reflects society and all that. But anyway, it's enough for me. Any more comments on this or should we move on to the, to the other uh, gaming announcements? Let's move on. Fuck Sony. <laughs> um, turntable control. See, this is exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> it's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, why is that? Why is that still funny? Yeah. But um, oh, because it, it shouldn't be. Funny. I think it tickles us. It tickles you in the brain. <laughs> Nowhere else but the brain. The brain. Um, but okay, so we have two turntable controllers announced for, um, or, or at least revealed for these games. Uh, these DJ games. Okay, so the one is a. Uh, Scratch the Ultimate DJ, and the other one is uh, DJ Hero. Okay, and so the Scratch Ultimate DJ, and I've consciously been avoiding news about these games because I'm just sick of these hero games at this point. I just want more downloadable content for Rock Band 2. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but so I don't know what the difference is gameplay-wise between the two games are, but um, so this first t- turntable controller for Scratch the Ultimate DJ is actually... Um, the controller is actually co-developed by Newmark, who actually makes real turntables. Um, and it looks like it's got like um, a, a pad for the vinyl that you could scratch, and then mm-hmm. five buttons, and then a, what looks like an effect switch. Um, it's the um, fader. Oh, the fader. No, I, I don't know this stuff. I'm sorry. Um, and then, and then the DJ Hero one is just the vinyl and the three buttons. So it looks. Simple. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. It has a crossfader too. Oh, it does. I didn't see. It. I don't oh, see it. Is it in another picture or something? Because this picture that we see on um, one of the oh, it's it, yeah, it sits videos. on the side. There's another. <clears throat> there's pretty much another station that sits next to oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it doesn't have another uh, vinyl on it, but it has like a crossfade and then like some uh, like probably like menu. Oriented controls and stuff. Oh, like real buttons. Yeah, like actual buttons. Let's um, see. <clears throat> I they released some footage of <clears throat> DJ Hero. Oh, I actually did watch. I don't know where you can find it, other than the internet's. Right. But um, it it looked all right. They just showed all they showed was like the actual gameplay footage, not how it was being played. So like that for any rhythm game looks silly. Um, oh, look, it's colors. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't know. Like, I to be honest, I'd rather see more. I mean, back to the RIP thing. I'd rather see. Oh, well, I guess this isn't really an IP. It kind of is. <laughs> it's still in the same franchise, I suppose. But, um, like, I'd rather see more games that spin off with maybe new instruments and that are a little more broad than to see Guitar Hero 6 and Guitar Hero 7 and Guitar Hero 8. <laughs> I'd rather see, like, DJ Hero and right. uh, Triangle Hero and, you know, whatever. So Triangle Hero. Triangle Hero. Yeah. Excellent. Ding! Yeah. Well, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Scratch the Ultimate DJ's uh, screenshots. Okay, so it looks pretty simple. Like, the five buttons are pretty much the same thing as what we're used to. And then, it, it, then it's got, um, it's got the, uh, the vinyl on the left side of the track and then the crossfader on the right side and so i'm assuming that like the, there are going to be some gems or some indicator of when to scratch and when to crossfade here i'll i'll link you guys to the picture 
Right. Um, It'll probably be like Guitar Hero, you know, your standard Guitar Hero, and then you just need to make sure your crossfader is on the right side. Right. Or whatever. And that's probably about it. Scratching right. I, I is probably saw, the equivalent uh, to strumming. Oh, there's a trailer to DJ Hero. Um, but we're not talking about DJ Hero right now, right? We're talking about Scratch. Oh, we're talking about both. It's really, we're really talking about both. I just it scratches okay. it first, so I just wanted to look at the um, look at the the image. But then I I need to see, and I wish I wish they just had images on. You know, I'm gonna look for it, but I just want to see images of it because I don't want to load up a video and fuck it up. <laughs> so. I mean, fuck up our recording. So I gotta, I'm gonna mm-hmm. just look up. Uh, maybe I'll look it up on Giant Bomb. But from the, sure. from the trailer that you saw, Slunks, I know you said you only saw how it was being played. But what does the interface look like? Um, not too bad. Um, definitely very colorful. It's pretty much three tracks slowly coming in towards you. But instead of it being straight, something that I actually thought was pretty cool is that it kind of turns, like outwards, like a records. Yeah, like a record. I saw, oh, exactly. I see a picture now. Yeah, I see a picture. Yeah, yeah that's that, what I was that looked, look for. That looked pretty cool. It, it scrolled really slow, so that whole like fast-paced kind of adrenaline rush action that you get from Guitar Hero it was like completely gone. Um, so yeah, it looked pretty eh from the gameplay footage, but like, like I said, I don't want to judge that just from that because it's a rhythm game, so there's much more to it than, I mean, I'd say 80% of the, the actual game is, is really in your hands, not what's on the screen, like the 80% of the fun, so. This right here, <clears throat> I just had the link uh, off a Kotaku of an image of gameplay from DJ Hero, which has the three buttons, but it also has like a slider on the outside On buttons. the buttons, yeah, and like. So I guess you can crossfade. And not only do they have sliders, but the actual note path. Oh, no, no, no yeah. I'm sorry, this is a Kotaku image. Here's, um, let me show the, uh, the giant bum image. Uh, here we go. If you look at the lines coming down, um, the image that 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 Al found on Kotaku, the line, their alliance, like anybody who's familiar with Guitar Hero knows that you see the gems coming down, but you don't really see uh, lines unless it's a sustained note. Right. And it looks like in this, like they're the lines are kind of ever present. Um, yeah, because they curve. Yeah, and tilt. And I yeah. guess I guess they are lit up for the amount of time that you need to actually press the button, and they're dimmed when you don't need to press it. But the lines are always there. But then it looks like it kind of, um, instead of just a straight line, or at least a, a, a one like singular line, it kind of it, it takes a right angle inwards. It's it's really weird. You'd have to see a screenshot. Go to Giant Bomb. Um, that's a screenshot I'm looking at right now. Uh, the 25 hit streak screenshot is what I'm talking about. Like you can see the lines kind of going kind of like sharply angling back and forth. Um, with the crossfader uh, icon on the actual note path, instead of like on the side, it's it's weird. I don't know. I, it's I, very I, weird. I can't seem to figure out who's who the heck's developing Scratch. Genius. Uh, no. I I think so. Let me um. Who? Genius. Genius. Uh, Scratch. The ultimate DJ. Um, Scratch the ultimate DJ. Is, that uh, seems like something Konami would do it after says, Rock Revolution. It says Seven Studios mm. um, on Giant mm. Bomb. I don't know if that's uh That's probably owned by somebody we actually know. <laughs> oh, here's a here's a better gameplay image. Yeah. Um. Uh, going back to Scratch for a second. Um. If you want to see what I was talking about on the left and the right, how they have the the vinyl and the crossfader, like they actually have. Um, a, a an icon for like scratching that appears on the left side, uh-huh. and it looks like the pink 
there's a pink area where it sustains, and I, I'm assuming you have to keep scratching until it's over. Um, but let me go back to the one-up story and see if I can uh, see if I can get what the developers from the one-up story. Because you said you said yeah, the publisher is Genius Products, God. and the developer is Seven Studios. So, um, and I will not be buying either. Yeah. <laughs> Pass. Unless DJ here like somehow becomes like the most amazing rhythm game in the world, I, I'm not really interested. So even the that, concept is pretty cool. I'm just tired of it. So yeah, that's that, that's yeah. basically my. It looks really cool. I wish it had come out before Guitar Hero Three, <laughs> so that <laughs> so much. that so that it wouldn't have been sick of it already. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but more on games. Uh, and and these two kind of impress me more just because of their graphic fidelity. Um, uh, they're uh, co- the Conduit guys. The guys behind the Conduit, the, their name is yep. uh, High Voltage Software, and actually they're the ones behind The Suffering, um, who, which I, Ethan really liked that game. But anyway, um, they are coming out with two games, one called Gladiator AD and one called The Grinder, and just looking at the screenshots, they, they look pretty visually impressive for a Wii game, and I, I would, as far as the screenshots and trailers that I've seen, that is different than you know eyes on experience and maybe it looks prettier than it really is but just based on what i saw i would be i would not be uh hesitant to say that they are almost 360 quality just at a lower resolution which i know sounds like oh, 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 that's what all Wii games are but no i mean like <laughs> when i say that uh, like you, you look at a lot of Wii games not only are they just at a lower resolution but the texture work just is is you know is muddier and it's just that the polygon counts aren't as high. And yeah, what I'm, what I'm seeing here, what, the... yeah, I've seen, I've seen. Um, well, give me a second, actually. Uh, in this case, like, it's the textures are really sharp. Um, the lighting is really good. Uh, the character models, if they have few polygons, they do a good job of hiding it. And so the only thing left is the fact that you know the the the, poly, the, the resolution is not that high. It's a little grainy, but everything else just looks really good, and it doesn't chop up like crazy. And so, like, it's just impressive to me that that they actually care. And there's a 50-50 chance that their games just won't do well anyways. But, you know, they, they, they care enough about their product to be like, you know what, we're still going to make it look good because we don't want to, like, shovel out shit, which is much more yeah. than I could say for, like, a lot of other publishers. But, Slunks, what are you saying? Did I see the what? I was going to ask, uh, have you seen screenshots of the conduit? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think it looks... Looks pretty similar to that, or it. Um, I will say at this point in time, it looks or, better. Or better. The better thing about game. yeah, the thing about the conduit to me is that some screenshots I've seen of like, uh, some of the details are really fantastic, but the, the a lot of the screenshots that are out there of the environments are still a little bit simplistic. So until I get an eyes on, it's a little bit hard. But when you see like, kind of how they've stylistically made the grinder and gladiator D look pretty um right. and when i say pretty i mean that like in a general term i don't necessarily mean it looks like colorful rainbows i mean like <laughs> pretty in terms of they've done a good job making it real like it actually looks nasty and gritty because those are what it's supposed right. to look like but yeah. um, here's the worst pretty yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it's <laughs> it's destroyed beauty um let me actually let me get a, a direct link to the images for you this is for the grinder on ign and the grinder is supposed to be like a left for dead clone kind of deal which i think yeah. is i think it's impressive that they're like you know what we're gonna put Left 4 Dead on Wii, which is like okay. Cool. If yeah. they incorporate their online modes from Conduit, that could actually be pretty. Yeah, pretty cool. they are doing online. Yeah, it's, and it's like four-player online with Wii Motion Plus and Wii Speak capability. Yeah. And for me, oh, 
you know, and I always bring this back to my situation because everybody has my situation that they don't. But it's like I can take my Wii with me. I can't take my PC with me, and my laptop cannot run Left 4 Dead. So right. that's kind of a cool option. Um, let me see some more screenshots for you guys to take a look at. Um, I don't know if you clicked on that one already, but uh, that's one. Yep. Uh, here are two, here's another impressive one. Um, the, yeah, the, for this one, it looks like they've really concentrated on the lighting, um, and the color palette is kind of it's it's very uniform. So, like in a given screenshot, I guess there's a lot of browns or a lot of whatever. So maybe that's how they kind of cheated, but it still ends up looking great. Yeah, it um, reminds me of, of Doom a little bit for some reason. Uh, yeah, because the way they have the monsters is like a little uh. The Seems design, post-apocalyptic, yeah, uh, post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, and they look, and they look, <laughs> and they look kind, kind of rubbery. Let me try to find some screenshots of the Gladiator one because those are pretty good too. Gladi, I just spelled Gladiator, Gladiator. All right. Um. Well, yeah, take a look at those. Um. I mean, just want your thoughts on if that's I don't know just if you have I think any it looks cool um I just would like to see it in motion I know they have a video on here they on do have a trailer end, but the trailer looks pretty good um it's not 60 I, I frames a second good. but like it looks really good oh here is a pretty impressive image of gladiator um and you can see that it's kind of low res but the details on these guys uh, compared to what I've seen on other Wii games is pretty damn good that is some good detail. For, for, I feel like it'll sell more than Mad World, but I, I just I have this feeling that it won't do too much more than that. Oh, I don't of... I don't think it'll do very well at all, simply because of you know it's it's a matter of the Wii audience and it's a matter of mm-hmm. how well how much is Nintendo going to push this. Which the to be honest, like the typical Wii audience is just it's like you just can't please it no matter what you do. It's such a convoluted. Audience, I don't know. It has the ocean its ups is so and downs. Blue. Yes, the ocean. Yeah, so there's blue. many fish in the sea. See what I what I can't like. What I have trouble reconciling is, and one of my friends basically said this to me. He's like, I see a Wii game, and I say to myself, it looks cool, but I just rather play it on 360. And it's like, okay, but if it doesn't come out on 360, then you're not going to be able to play it on 360. So what's the point of saying that I wish it was on 360? Other, you know, would you rather just not play it at all? Right. So it's like, and I feel like a lot of people feel that way. They're just like, oh, I'd rather it be on 360. Well, dude, it's not going to come out on 360. So what, you know, it's like, it's like when Resident Evil 5 comes out and, and, you know, a Wii owner's like, I'd rather have this on Wii. You know, it's not going to come out on Wii. So either get a 360 and play it or stop bitching about it. You know, it's, it's like, it's what's there is there and deal with it. You know, Mad World not coming out on 360. It would have been so good if it came out on 360. A lot of the critics who said that, they were. They said, you know what? It should have been on 360, but I played it anyway because it's a good game. Okay, a good game is a good game is a good game. It doesn't really matter. So that yeah. that mentality, if that's what's stopping people from buying these games, really, it doesn't doesn't it doesn't make sense to me at all. It just doesn't. Um, if you have the system and the game is out for it and it's pretty good, just play it. You know, it, it, it there's there's really no difference to me. Um, but or, you know, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I just kind of noticed this very quickly. They're making a new play control Chibi Robo. It's crazy. Oh, interesting. That game didn't really sell well enough to make a. a well, at least I don't think it did. It's, I, I I bought it, but I don't think it sold well enough to make a new play control. But right. although I think it would benefit from a new play control, it, it would probably be really intuitive. Well, is it really that type of game? Because I never played it. It looked more like a regular platformer to me. 
Ah. Um, I, well, I said it's Sorry, a regular platform. With my face. Wait, wait, come that way, wait, wait. Al, say it again. What? I said, um, it's a regular platform, but the things that you can do with the robot, like, you know, picking up your plug and you like plug it in the wall, and then you can you get these different devices that you attach to your body. Um, they would probably be pretty useful, like with motion mechanics and whatnot. It may be more fun for the kitties. Do you think that it would? Do you think that it actually merits a whole revival of that just for that? Because like I look at the reason why I ask that is because I look at something like Pikmin, which is basically, um, and give me one second here. I, I made a wrong link for the Castlevania movie thing, and so that's the right link. But okay, I I look at I, I look at something like Pikmin, and it's like all right, well, the pointer controls really do make gameplay sense they provide an advantage because traditionally when you're playing a type of strategy game like this um or uh, that was a messed up sentence a strategy game like that type of game like a lot of it relies on being able to control your pointer instead of like you know using the analogs that could just push it around and slowly you know what i mean you look Mm -hmm. at metroid prime and it's like all right well this is a shooter or at least an adventure game with shooting mechanics and so what better way to to improve these mechanics than to make it precise like a mouse and keyboard and have the pointer control because that really makes sense. Um, and then it's like, then then you look at something like, uh, let's say you had, new, I'm trying to think here, bear with me. Um, let's say for, for, the, for the sake of argument that Flood never existed and they made a new play control Mario Sunshine. Now, I'm fully aware that Mario Galaxy works just fine a lot of it's because they didn't really overdo it on the motion controls, is what I've heard, except for maybe like the second controller get being a star bitch. But right. if they said, "All right, well, we're gonna make a new play control Mario Sunshine, and like we're gonna map these functions to the controller," that wouldn't really make sense to me. And so, and so, what I'm asking you because you have played Chibi Robo is, are those actions? Do they really warrant an, a whole entire remake surrounding those actions? I don't know how it feels. I've never played it, so I, that's what I want to know. I'm just, I'm just saying from the, from the point of view of someone who just kind of looks at the screenshots and thinks, oh, Chibi Robo is a platforming game. Why are, they, why are they doing this? Like, what, what else could they enhance? Or is it, like, you know, is it really viable? Or is it more kind of like a, well, that sounds kind of like it could be cool type of thing. It sounds like it kind of could be cool. Because, I mean, the only thing that I can think of at the moment that you would really be revolutionizing the controls for is something like shooting because you get to shoot stuff um oh so you do so it, it you do have to do that okay so that's 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 definitely legitimate like that's cool yeah i always like water shooting i think you could fly a little bit like limited like copter flying type of thing but i don't know how that would that's probably not going to be translated into like genuine Wii motion controls or anything like that huh is there, are there any, like, I know it's supposed, uh, and I could be wrong here, but it's supposed to be somewhat physics-based, yes? Or no? The entire game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, some of the game very play. heavily physics-based. So, theoretically, you might have instances where you can control the strength of, of throwing something or something like that, maybe? I do you ever have to you do can that? Use, you can use the, use a different objects to enhance or, you know, modify the, the physics of the world so that not the physics of the world in general but I, I don't really remember but I do kind of recall like having to use something to make an object like move farther than it than you normally could because you know you're just a little tight robot okay okay but I don't quite remember much anymore yeah. 
All right, we're moving off to games and on to cancellations and funny shit. Um, Got to run through this quickly so that Slunks can uh, can stay for the remainder. Yay. Uh, Yay. First, Gabby J. Uh, uh, Yay. This, I know, is going to disappoint all of us from from Gamer A to Gamer Z. But alas, the Castlevania movie is canceled. Yay. No. Here we go. The project originally announced with Sylvain White, who was responsible for Stomp the Yard and I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer, was a test no. to direct. Recently went out to new directors after White was dropped from the project. Well, no suitable replacement. What's a suitable replacement for garbage? I don't know this guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sylvain. I don't know you. Don't come to my house and kill me. Um... <laughs> the Castlevania Please. movie, which is going to focus on the origins of Dracula and the uprising of the Belmont clan, was being penned by Ian Jeffers alongside Paul W.S. Anderson, who you'll remember is responsible for the Street Fighter movie. I think the first one, not the Chun-Li one. Hmm. Or maybe both. Yeah, I, the, the first one. Or did I he think. do both? I don't even know. The, he's, I don't think he did the... I don't know. I, I don't even recall the Chun-Li movie being done here. Oh. But that's me. Uh, but he was also responsible for Resident Evil and Alien vs. Predator. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. Directing oh. those. Oh. Oh, terrible. Um, another cancellation, and this is what I was alluding to before about MMOs, is that Sony is going to pull the plug on Matrix Online. Um, they were saying that, like, they were going to have some kind of cataclysmic and climactic event to close out the game. Um... Let's see if it says a date. Okay, the massively multiplayer game will go offline on Ju- July 31st. And the reason why I bring this up is not necessarily... <laughs> That's subjective. What? <laughs> massively multiplayer. Oh, because it's, 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 <laughs> it's not It's not massive mass. anymore. And, th- and that's, yeah. exactly, that's exactly, actually exactly why I wanted to bring this up, is MMOs, and I don't play these, and maybe it's for that reason, but it's like that this weird mutant of a game where... It has to be sustained by its, you know, audience. It can't just live in its own. Like, I can't go into the store next year, okay, buy The Matrix online and expect to be able to play it. Right. Mm-hmm. However, I can dust off Mega Man 2, stick it in my NES, and still play it. Yep. No, I understand And I, I, I feel like it's this kind of weird monster of a game, and it's kind of sad, really, that, that these this thing that people have worked on for such a long time to bring to fruition and you know the Wachowski brothers in this case or maybe I don't know if he's I don't know if they're still brothers at this point or maybe one's sister I, I don't know if he got a sex change yet but like what could, did you there know, was one something of the, going on where one of the Wachowskis apparently wanted to get a sex change I don't know but uh, um great it's like it's to save the future yeah it's like they worked on it and it's like after years and years People aren't playing it anymore, and because people aren't playing it anymore, they can no longer it can no longer be enjoyed. It's like a fleeting thing, and it's a living product. As cheesy as it sounds, that's exactly what it is. True. Mm-hmm. If I was a marketing guy, that's probably what I would call yeah, it. It's a living product. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think, like, how many people? I guess a lot of people still play EverQuest, right? Because they're like they're, they're yeah. Like, they're that is actually, I think that has more subscribers than Age of Conan at this point. That's bananas. Yeah, that is bananas. But that game has been going on for a little over ten years now. So, but, and I wish them all the best because damn that game. A lot of people's childhoods are just mine. Yeah. I'm not sure. 
and it's still cracky apparently. <laughs> I I don't know. I guess I just it 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 doesn't necessarily worry me, but it just kind of bothers me, and it's it's probably the singular biggest re- the single biggest reason why I don't play MMOs is that it really relies on other people and I'm sorry I'm not going to bend to the will of other people and it's like right. Unreal Tournament at least has a bot mode <laughs> right and for I me I mean uh, the only problem I think is that it does rely on other people but certain games rely on other people too heavily to the point where you can't even play by yourself and that's a problem that EverQuest had that sounds um, like uh, Final Fantasy 11 Right, can't or get like with WoW, level 10. yeah, with WoW or like uh, even Age well, of Conan and, and Warhammer, you can solo. But no, I understand what you're saying. To fully enjoy it, it's meant to be played with other people, and that's very, very strict in Warhammer. But it, case. it also goes past that to a logistical point where it's like, all right, um, this MMO has nobody in it. I can quest by myself. No wait, because it has no one in it, we can't sustain it, and therefore we have to shut the servers down. So I can't even quest by myself because the servers are shut down. You know what I mean? So it's like it's not only the I'm not going to get the full effect out of it. It's the this game can no longer be sustained and therefore I can't experience it. Well, yeah, over a long period of time. Which with Warhammer's case, I mean, they had uh, and even Age and they those two games had a massive, massive start. And supposedly Warhammer had one of the best starts. Of, of all MMOs, like I think, yeah, I very think little so. lag, no server crashes, it was very smooth, really great, uh, not too many glitches or bugs or anything. Um, and both those games just blew up, like, oh my god, subscribers, subscribers, subscribers. And then, over time, it just kind of went away, and Warhammer's been able to sustain a, a good amount, whereas Age of Conan hasn't. And, and now you can just see, like, they have to combine servers and stuff to make sure uh, most most servers are well populated and um, like I don't mean to call this but like I think Age of Conan is coming up next soon so I'm surprised Age of Conan didn't come up earlier yeah I saw a story about it recently I forgot what it said but it, it, uh, it which means it's useless so I don't know why yeah. I brought it up but... which which just <laughs> to clarify like I I bought the game intentionally buying it with the ma- with the mind of this game's gonna tide me over to Warhammer, and it didn't even do that. But only because like the first level twenty, the like first twenty levels, which I know this is what we're talking about. But I gotta clarify because it sounds like I hate the game. Uh, first twenty levels, amazing. Everything else, they need to develop it. <laughs> well, it's like yeah, that's that's ah. the complaint that everybody has, and, and that's yep. my complaint too. I went through the first twenty levels and it was awesome, and then yep. once and they get poured I... over to the new world. That poured over to New World, I immediately stopped playing. Yep. I mean, it was like I didn't even give it a chance because I. It, it it's funny because it was precluded by, uh, by Rob. He was playing with me. He passed level twenty like a day before me, and was like, "Oh, this game sucks," and <laughs> so I kind of went into it like, "Nah, it's probably not that bad." And then right. I just kind of walked in. The world just felt dead like somebody stabbed the rest of the world in the heart <laughs> but this one little part is still surviving the the, Stab it the server it's just awesome it's just all kinds of story driven and yeah first level 20, voice like, first 20 levels is just awesome yeah I can, yeah yeah it's all voice acted and then that just all goes away yeah and they shouldn't have made it they should they should, they should have, have built made it up. the entire game story driven very well so 
and and eliminated the voice acting so you didn't have an expectation of high production value. It's kind of like they did the same thing with uh, Warcraft, where like the first twenty levels of the Alliance only are really really good. You know, very very story driven, very well scripted. And then once you pass the uh, the deadlines, it's just like uh, I'm gonna go do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little <laughs> I bit of this. Deadlines. And the entire horde experience is I'm gonna do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. There's nothing mm-hmm. really binding, nothing that kind of really makes you feel like you're in the world doing something yeah but that game still had a lot of sustainability in it it's like conia was just uh after level 20 they dropped you on your ass and you know it's like getting kicked out of your house when you're 18 years old it's yeah (laughs) exactly you're so used to being you know sheltered everything's done for you and then next thing you know it's like all right son i'll see you later not close the door change the locks (laughs) (laughs) change the Just let me know when you're ready to move on, Austin. I have to interlude for a second. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> in, interlude here. before Al's rape lay, uh, uh, fan, uh, Phantasmagoria. Yeah, that's fantastic. That was, a, that was a game on the DOS. Yes, it was. And my dog won't stop buckering. Uh, so Jim and me have come up with an alternate script to Mirror's Edge just now. Uh-oh. Uh, and I felt like I had to read it. Uh, he said Mirror's Edge is about free sandwiches, because I said the game's pretty much about freedom. <laughs> what? <laughs> And free super sandwiches. Free sandwiches. And he says you need to read the news in the elevators. Uh, runners are really subway employees who are trying to bring delivery service to places that don't have it. They try to deliver sandwiches, but the government won't let them. The government says that you should have to come to Subway and buy one if you want a sandwich. And I say government is Quiznos. What? <laughs> you need Jim help. Said, Jim said it's a dark world. You need That's help. It. That's the answer. All right, Rapley, go. Wow, what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> a sub is kind of like a beat. No, I'm running. I won't. Well, do, do I just... See? All right, I'll, I'll talk about that afterward. Um, yeah, so on Hot in the Heels of... Uh, was it last week's or two weeks ago's uh, Rapley story? About how uh, Americans were just like getting into a tit fit about um, rape games. Uh a news report coming out of Japan from the, uh, I guess, n- very, very large station in Japan, uh, TBS News. They um, mentioned that there's supposed to be industry regulations where rape-type games... Rape I don't type know games. if there's... Which are my any, favorite. I don't know if there's, like, a, a genre where there's more than one game. I mean, only game I know of that's... A, that, is a rape simulator is rape play. I, I don't know if there's anything else, but apparently they're the trying life. to ban rape games and it was, it was the industry regulation is supposed to go into effect June 2nd. According to Kotaku's uh, main Japanese correspondent, Brian <laughs> Ashcraft. So, um, let's see. People, some somebody in Akihabara said, um, it's kind of bland, you know, or should I say, it's kind of bland, you know. Uh, if you're always doing pure things, you want to do impure things too. I, that's probably taken verbatim. Um, no Japanese law prohibits the sale of these games. What's more, rape-related comics and pornography <laughs> will continue. Excuse me. Business as usual. I'm allergic to rape lay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, ditto for hobby game makers who don't belong to this industry association. So why the change of regulation? 
perhaps to satisfy Western outrage, which we talked about, and perhaps head off any sort of government involvement. So, uh, yeah, I was, we were talking about the whole uh, Comito party fingering erotic games. Ah, ha, 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 ha. But it turns out that that TBS news story was false. Uh, earlier, it was reported by TBS News that the ethics organization of computer software had voluntarily agreed to halt the sale and manufacture of quote-unquote rape-type games. Too bad nobody told the EOCS because the organization was surprised to see this reported by TBS and later picked up by Yahoo News Japan. So what happened? Back when rape leg controversy <clears throat> reached Japan, TBS came to the EOCS to do an interview, but then edited the footage to misrepresent the organization's intended stance. Of course. Mm-mm-mm. TBS recently asked to do another interview with EOCS, who declined his request. Still, they <laughs> ran the story. So, uh, right. apparently nothing will go into effect on June 2nd. <clears throat> There's merely a meeting then, and this news came, this news report came out of nowhere. Um... One erotic game industry insider says that even if the organization had decided to prohibit the game, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yes, erotic game industry insider. It's yes. such a specific. Wow. Awesome. Okay, go ahead. Uh, companies would have until past July to comply with the new regulations. What's more, the used game market will probably be unaffected. So why can't they just make the games and then before they actually sell them, they play them once. And they sell them as used games. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they won't be new anymore. They'll be used. They'll I've be used straight out of the factory. Store before. That's not cool. There oh, is no I've seen used uh, copies of like hentai and stuff sold in stores. It's the most creepiest thing ever. Ew. Yep. The, the cartridge connectors, if they're cartridges. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so yeah, so there's nothing really else to report about this. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna go buy copies and send it to you guys. Yo. Used. So a ban appears. A ban was defeated. No more ban for rape lay, which is actually kind of well. I don't support. Well, there never was. But like, I know. But uh, I'm just looking at this box of of the box art, and it's just it it, it makes me want to throw up. Yeah, you know, like you just look at the picture, and they're like the you know the one girl is all like scared, and the the older one's like defiantly protecting her, and then you see these two creepy hands coming in from either side. I'm just like, that's <laughs> yeah. gross. And those hands are yours. Oh god, it's gross. Oh, it's wrong. So skeezy. Gross. Would you like a used copy? No, Ew. a used copy uh, probably wouldn't work because you know what happens to discs when they get you know <laughs> stuff on them and stuff. Yeah, ravioli. Uh, huh. I don't know. Okay, we had something here about Microsoft revolutionizing gameplay with the motion camera and all that bullshit, but it's getting late and uh, people have to go to places and uh, and make dresses. People have to play Rock Band at other places. Oh, uh, that's right. People have to play Rock Band at other places. So. Um, that'll be it for now. Uh, if you want to find Slunks, he's on the internet. Where? I don't know. You probably Google me or something. It's pretty crazy. Or you could just type in www.slunks. All right. You're on the Wiktionary. All right. Yeah. The Wiktionary definition for Slunks is plural form of slunk. Yep. Which is a nasty, nasty term. 
an animal, especially a calf, born prematurely or abortively? Why did you name yourself this? I didn't. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Why did that name? That why that word name itself after me? Unpluralized. Uh, your your yeah, you can find me giantbomb.com yeah. slash profile slash links. But uh, your GameSpot uh, yeah. profile is a third Google link, and your Giant Bomb profile is a third, fourth, fifth, sixth Google link. So people can. Uh, I'm all up and down Google. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me a lot of money to do that word. A lot of bribery. No, I, I made it my name probably about 10 years ago, so I didn't know what Slunk was back then. Guns. <laughs> Guns is... Uh, and then, Al, where can you find your hair? On, On my, my head. head. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, where can they see your head other places. playing guitars? They can see it at, at it's lm2k.blogspot.com. <laughs> I have something new from May... 20-something. Yes, he does. Yay. He has guitar so, work. Yeah. And uh, please watch. Please enjoy. Please comment. Please to enjoy. And we can find Pete in Boston, so we await his return. Um, again, hopefully you should have already listened to 133 by the time this goes up. But if you haven't, uh, then go back and listen to it. Uh, I probably should have said this at the head of the show, but... What I basically did was, or what I'm doing because I'm still editing it, was there are pockets where the voices get garbled, and so I replaced it with the with the low quality recording, um, and then eventually the pockets became too continuous, so I just said fuck it, forget it, and the entire second half is low quality recording, so yeah. it dips but, in hey, and out. I don't out. blame you, huh? I don't blame you. Yeah, it so it kind of dips in and out, but I wanted to preserve the high quality as much as possible, so hopefully that's better than having the entire thing in low quality, but. If we come across these types of problems again, and you would prefer if it's going to be bad some in some parts, you just prefer me to have the low quality for the whole thing, uh, let me know. If you would prefer me to preserve as much of the high quality as possible, let me know. And, uh, you know, I'll do whatever it sounds better for – I'll do whatever sounds better for you guys. So you just mail yep. in, mailbag, let us know. Let us know about our quality. Yeah. And stuff. Not of context, but actual quality. Oh, and Pete's Trilobite should be up soon. Um and when I say soon, I mean a couple of days before you listen to this, so it should be up there already. And if it's not, I apologize. It's been crazy these past <laughs> and then two weeks. Yeah. Also, if because uh, it'll be resolved now uh, by the time anybody listens to this, pro- hopefully, uh, enjoy your free copy of Braid Neo Nightmare. That's right. Uh, hopefully, yeah. we'll do more contests like that. Neo so. Nightmare X won the free copy of Blade. Um, <laughs> Blade? <laughs> no. <laughs> Blade? Wasn't that Blade. an X- Xbox game? Blade. Off the movie or whatever. Yeah. Ah, nice. Wesley Snipes in Brie. That's how they want to push it. Wesley Snipes is emo (laughs) and hates his life. Time on rewinding vampire. Time rewinding vampire that never run out. All right. Never pay his taxes. (laughs) All right. That's it for his Hey, if he's get if he's getting such a harsh sentence for not for not paying ta- his taxes and other celebrities, namely who are not with C Snipes, are getting slaps on the wrist for drunk driving and shit like that, Paris Hilton. Um something's wrong with the Mel world. Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah. Keith Kiefer Sullivan. Yeah, there's a commonality in there that I'm not gonna spell out right now, but okay, you you get my point. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh for Al. Bye. <laughs> Why are you speaking about me so low that time when I'm pushing the water? Okay. 
and those hands are yours. Oh, God, it's gross. Oh, 